Welcome to Multicultural TV Talk, a Media Village podcast where we bring you exclusive interviews with on-screen talent and behind-the-scenes creatives, discovering their stories and how they're changing the face of stardom across media. I'm your host, Juan Ayala. Thank you all for tuning in. Now let's get to talking. Today, I am joined by Anthony Lee Medina, who is here to chat all things Apple TV Plus series, Truth Be Told, where he plays Micah's semi-suspicious assistant, Ramon. Anthony, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Juan. Thanks for having me. So before we dive in into the latest season of Truth Be Told, um, let's go back to your initial audition. Uh, what was that whole experience like in this self-tape filled COVID world that we're in? Um, I uh, <laughs> I had received this audition and um, I had seen episode one of Truth Be Told, but I didn't see in the show. I'd seen a bunch of episode ones of Apple TV Plus shows. Uh, that's what I do. Um, and the audition came in and I didn't really... Uh, think too much of it. I auditioned so much at that point. I just put it on tape and sent it out. And it was all these uh, scenes that I found out later were not going to be in the show. Um, so I sent them out and I was, I think I was coming back from getting a tattoo and I got a call um, saying, Hey, you're going to do the show. And I was like, what, which one was that? Cause I'd sent so many tapes right, right. Um, and they told me what it was. And I remembered watching episode one and I of season one and I looked it up and then I, deep dived and didn't, I watched the entire show in like a day and then made my partner and I watch it again. Um, yeah, it was, it was, look, any sort of a job during a pandemic is a wonderful thing. And to have a job like that was kind of, I mean, that was a big gift. Yeah, I can imagine, uh, especially in, you know, in a world where a lot of shows have scaled back production and whatnot, there are less roles in all of that keeping cast core. So it's, it's really, um, incredible that you got to work on on a project in this capacity in, like you said, in the middle of a pandemic. So in this COVID world and in this new modified iteration of the entertainment industry, what was that whole experience like? I'm sure there was lots of testing and oh, yeah. mask wearing in between takes. So what was all of that like compared to the pre-COVID experiences you'd had? I mean, night and day. Um, <laughs> there, I mean, what's wonderful is that it's because everyone is so safe on our set. Um, we had, um, you know, a full COVID protocol, COVID crew, we were getting tested. I, I think it was like five or six times a week. We were getting tested a lot and different types of tests. And I think we didn't have, I don't, I think we had like one, like they, they separated everyone to zones. So I think there was like one person in like a very like zone D or something that tested positive, but we had literally basically no one besides that from what I understand um, because they were so on top of it and you know, the protocols were so serious. I mean, we would finish the scene and there would be like eight people handing you a mask, just like make sure you're covered again. Um, yeah, um, it was it was wild. It was a whole different version of it. Um, I'd done a good chunk of television prior to that. And it, it was just like a whole new hog in the machine that was added. And all of us adjusted in different ways. But for the most part, it was, I mean, we stayed safe. I, I got, I, yeah. Yeah, I never got COVID during that, so it went well. It all worked, and that's a great effect, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, so with a show like this, I mean, there's so many thrills in every episode. There's these twists and turns and deception and manipulation. And I'm sure from episode to episode, you wonder, like, oh, gosh, is this when I go? Oh, God, is this when I go? And especially with the character like Ramon, unfortunately, we saw him at this point. If you haven't caught up with the show yet, guys, catch up. But <laughs> <laughs> we see Ramon. Uh, leave us, unfortunately. So what was it reading that episode um, for episode four when you find out that's when we had to say goodbye to, to Ramon? So 
I, um, when you sign in for any show, they give you how many episodes you're going to do. Um, I knew I was uh, going to be recurring on the show and I knew I'd done four. I just didn't know where the four laid in the storyline. And the way to be told works is you don't get a script until it's time for you to see a script. So when I first, when I read that scene, um, I, as soon as I was finished, I went, okay, that's as far as I need to know what's going on. I'm going to enjoy the rest of it to the extent of that, um, that whole memorial service that they do. I, they like asked me to do pictures in like my yoga outfit and all this stuff. And I was like, what is this for? And they were like, it's for this episode. And I was like, when am I doing yoga? So it was, it was, I mean, it was wonderful. Um, it was really, uh, that is so, it's looks so scary on screen, but doing it is so fun. And there's like all this makeup and, you know, you're laying on concrete and you're gargling and all that. It's so, it's such a fun process being inside of it, watching it. Like I didn't tell my partner, he watched it and was very surprised. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> very surprised and really upset for a second. Um, but like, then I showed him the pictures of what it was like that day. And it was just me and, you know, the girls that make up and just like covering me and all these things and laying on cold cement. It was so much fun. Yeah. I can always imagine the the very stark differences between each. I mean, especially in again, in COVID where it's like cut in, in a world where the show doesn't where COVID isn't a plot point And then that stark change from cut to cut. Um, just very interesting to hear the same thing with that sort of whole it's like with any horror movie, it's like you're scared for your life and then cut and you're like, okay, can I go to a crafty? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I for, for me, I think a lot of those like really wild scenes and things like that, like most of the time it's like you're in and you're out. It's the scenes where you're like, like very emotionally wrought and like invested in something where I feel like a lot of the time, at least from working on that show and working on other shows, a lot of the actors I've worked with and me as well, you do that and then you walk away and you take a moment back for yourself because you've given a lot to something. Um, yeah, and truth be told, what was wonderful is a lot of my stuff is like that. I, I had to walk away and like take a personal beat and you know, breathe in and out. Um, but that's like some of the most rewarding stuff to do. It's like uh, some sort of uh, escape of your own experience into somebody else's. Yeah. I love that stuff. So as our show is called Multicultural TV Talk, um, cultural representation and diversity are always big talking points. Um, so with that said, uh, do you remember the first time you felt represented through a performance that you saw? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to say uh, John Leguizamo in Romeo and Juliet as Mercutio. Um, but I will say, never fully. I'm... I'm uh, gay i'm cuban and puerto rican um i feel like growing up i didn't see a lot of it so when you grabbed when you saw any version of it you gravitated towards it i was like oh there is a person that is of latin descent also he's from new york too but like that has that that energy that i feel inside me at all times but i think now more than ever what is nice being in the position i'm in having worked in this industry enough i'm starting to get a lot more of the younger kids being able to come and talk to me and be like, hey, I'm also a gay Latin man. Seeing you on TV makes me feel because I didn't get to do that. There, there wasn't a lot of that when I was a kid. Um, and now I think there's a lot. I mean, like I can name off the top of my head, like 10 to 15 young Latin actors between the ages of like 25 and 35 
who are doing really well um, and like have taken up space in this industry. So yeah, I'm, I'm a, obviously I, I want more of that. <laughs> so similarly, um, what changes do you hope to see in the entertainment industry regarding representation for uh, Latinx and for the LGBTQ plus community? I mean, I just think we need to see more of it on every side. Like it's wonderful that we're seeing actors um, on screen that are from the LGBTQ community, that we're seeing shows that are based around the LGBTQ community, um, that we're seeing uh, shows like Apple, on Apple TV Plus, Acapulco, a show that is bilingual. Uh, mm. It is wonderful, but I wanna start seeing the casting directors to represent that, the directors, the people on the opposite side, the writers. There's something that is lost in translation sometimes when uh, someone not from a culture is speaking on a culture and I think the more that we see the diversification of the other side of the table, the better the storytelling will get. And it's becoming present. You're seeing it in some shows, shows like Acapulco. The, the, it's a lot of different people involved and you're seeing a lot of Latinx people on the other side of it. So there's this authenticity that exists. Um, but that's what I want. I want more of that. And obviously I want more Latinx people, more LGBTQ people on TV, but really it's the other side of the table. Give me a producer that is, you know, Puerto Rican and transgender, like let's go, somebody. <laughs> yeah, entirely agree. It's, it's definitely um, very important for, for the decision makers to also be as diverse as the people on screen. Because yeah. you said you don't get that same sense of authenticity um, when it's people who are not from that experience or that culture. Now, for our final question, we always ask if you had this sort of back to the future scenario where you got to meet your 13 year old self, what advice would you give them? I'd start crying. Um, <laughs> uh, if I had to give my 13 year old self advice, it would be do exactly as you are going to do. Don't change it because I'm a big uh I, I personally think that like your past is how you end up where you are. And I'm really happy about where I am as a person right now, as a person. Um, and I think that my 13 year old self would have not seen it going so well. <laughs> um, you know, I, I am the product of uh, a Cuban immigrant and a, and a Puerto Rican man who grew up in the hood. Like I grew up in the hood um, to be if I were to see my 13 year old self, I wouldn't imagine that I would be living in Los Angeles and I'd have an apartment and a fiance and, and a great career and all these things that have happened. So if I got to see my 13 year old self, I'd say, just don't stress so much. Just keep going in the way you're going. It's going to be fine. Yeah, it'll work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can folks find you on Instagram if they want to give you a follow? Uh, my Instagram is auntleeme123. It rhymes um, and it's my name. Um, uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. That's my handle. Um, yeah. Awesome. And you can follow us on Instagram at MediaVillage.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Media Village Podcast to never miss an episode and head over to MediaVillage.com for the rest of our content. And don't miss Anthony Lee Medina in season two of Truth Be Told on Apple TV Plus, all episodes streaming now. I'm Juaniala and you're listening to Multicultural TV Talk.